0: Welcome to the Grassroots Coachcast episode 37. I'm one of your hosts, Dave. I'm Ben. Hello. Thanks for joining us for another week where we discuss grassroots coaching. The main concept of this podcast is to discuss coaching youth football or soccer at the grassroots level. Ben and I both coach under eleven's teams. Ben coaches the boys and I coach the girls. Each week we'll look to choose a different topic to cover and discuss our experiences, both good and bad, and any advice we may have. Ultimately, we're looking to get this content out there and hopefully help out other people who are coaching grassroots football. And if you do enjoy the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts or your podcast catcher of choice and drop us a five-star review. This really helps us to grow the show and gets us out there to other <laughs>
1: listeners. So,
0: Ben, how's it been going this last
1: week? Yeah, it's been a good week. Um, so, we've, we're have we in the middle of this run of games for like festival fixtures, so they mix all the divisions up. So, because we've been doing quite well, they've put us in this uh, really difficult group with couple of Division 2 teams and three Division 1 teams so I think the last time we did one of these we I think we just lost 3-0 in our first game and we were pretty got to be honest we were probably our worst ever performance didn't turn up so I was pretty disappointed um, so in the week after that we played another Division 2 team and we beat them 4-1 and we were absolutely superb and it's probably the first time I reckon that you know you know, you'd kind of you'll want that stuff you do at training to transmit onto the pitch. And it was mm-hmm. probably the, the first time I'd really, really seen it so kind of blatantly, which was great because we did loads of work on playing out from the back, which I kind of insist on now. Didn't really at the start of the season, but now it's kind of like a big thing for us. And just that game, we lost three nil, just the sheer panic every time we were under pressure, just, you know, that, not taking a touch, just hoofing the ball in all directions and looking really aimless, so sort of challenge has been can we take a? I want everybody to take a touch when they get the ball if possible and try not to do that wildly thrashing it away and we 've done that really, really well, um, so it was great to see that um, and the triangles we were working on everything we kind of worked on really got transmitted into the match, which was great, and i 've got a bigger buzz from that than winning the game, to be honest. It was great. Um, and then we played on Sunday. We played a, played a Division One team, so two divisions above us. And we were, we were excellent. Again, we were, we were 1-0 up with 10 minutes to go, and we were playing so well. Better team, and a couple of key players missing as well. And I, I stood there, and I, I thought to myself, we've defended so well today. And, of course, as soon as I thought it, bang, goal. They equalised and then they scored 30 seconds later. So we've gone from 1 0 up, comfortable, to 2 1 down in the blink of an eye with 10 minutes to go. And I, I was absolutely, I couldn't believe it. I would have been disappointed with a draw. And then we've lost 3 1 in the end. And it was just an absolute choker. Um, but it was, all the goals were kind of preventable. It was just like a long ball over the top each time. And they're all kind of identical. And it's just that thing, you know, you switch off and you play the better teams it's in the back of the net and we probably get away with that once or twice a game in our division or previous divisions where we've been lower down but at that level just clinical so um, it was a harsh harsh lesson but overall the performance was really really good so really encouraging and we're kind of showing we can compete at those with those bigger teams as well so um, it's been a good few weeks we've got two two games to go another tough one on Sunday against the Division 1 team so we'll see how we're doing that but yeah, we're looking like we can, we sort of believe we're good enough to play those teams, which is good. And that's been a bit of a battle because some of the players, they just sort of look at the fixture and go, oh, we've got no chance of playing Division 1 team. And I'm like, no, you have, you have got a chance. <laughs> you're, pro- you're proving it, you know, on paper. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. but so if you like, line all the boys up, you're probably as good as most of them. It's just as a team, they're probably probably a little bit more developed and they play a bit better as a team. But yeah, really encouraging good um A few weeks, so um, so yeah, that's good. good. And and how is how has everything changed since
0: the you know the the messages you'd sent out to everyone, so everyone knew who was yeah staying on, uh, and who was leaving. So so what's what's the
1: impact been since? It's been really good, actually. I've I've got to be honest. I mean the the two boys who I said wasn't going to keep one of one of them left immediately. Um. So hasn't sort of been around, um, and the other one has been really good actually. And kind of his, you know, discussions with the parents and the, the attitudes been, well, you know, we want to carry on to the end of the season, and you know, how can we, how can we improve, and how can we try and change your mind, really? So what we've done with him is, I've had a chat with another coach at the club and also his dad and we've we've kind of agreed to try him in defence because I've never really played him there because he he played there last year for another for one of our other teams and he didn't enjoy it so I've never played him there. So the last two games he's been used as a defender and he's done you know he's done well he's, cuz he's good he's good on the ball so he's been bringing the ball out of defence really well and linking up um which is great so I'm, we've got two games left so he sounds awful but he's kind of on trial I suppose until we've we go to trials in a few weeks and then I can kind of assess if, it's, if, if I want to keep him or not or if there's going to be... Because I'm only looking for two players, so I haven't got a lot of leeway in terms of bringing players in. And if there's three or four really good ones, it's going to be difficult. So it seems a bit harsh on him, but, he, but I understand. So we're sort of experimenting with this new position and he's done well so far. Um, he's training with another club. Another team at our club just to maybe as a full back option, so which is a, which is fair enough. So, um, but yeah, actually he's actually has been great and he's he's kind of really sort of doing well at the moment, so that's good.
0: And, so, this this was the lad who who hated playing in defense, though, wasn't it? So, I mean, what yeah, has he suddenly has it suddenly
1: sparked an enthusiasm for well, playing defense? I'm not sure, I'm not sure, being honest, I think. You know, I sat down with him, I mean, he, you know, he's. I mean, that's the first thing I said to his dad. I said, look, what, where do you think I should play him? And he, and he said, defence. I said, well, I've never played in there because he doesn't like it. And he said, he said, no, I know he doesn't. He said, but I've tried to say to him, look, because, of, you know, because you're not quite up to it compared to other players in the team in those positions up front and stuff. He says, you know, you've played there before, you've done really well. You know, why not give it a go? And, you know, the other coach who's coached him previously said the same thing. He said, I'll play him in defense. So I did ask him directly. I said, look, no pressure. Do, you know, are you, do you want to give it a go there? And he, he was a bit hesitant at first. Um, and I said, you know, I'm not putting any pressure on you. If, you. if you don't want to, it's fine. But, you know, I'm willing to give you a go there and see how you do. And you might enjoy it. You know, it's not a negative position. Um, and he's agreed to give it a go, and I, I've sort of said to him, You know, how are you enjoying it? And he says he is, so I've got to kind of take him at his word. Um, I mean, you know, he's very quiet, so you don't ever get a lot out of him. So it's hard to know if he really means it or not. But um, he's, you know, he seems happy enough. He becomes, he's quite bouncy in training. He seems a bit, he actually seems a bit more lively and um, up for it in training than he kind of normally does. So whether it's kind of cleared the air and we all know where we stand a bit now, I don't know. But, um, yeah it's you know it's been good it's been there's been no negativity and he's been if anything a little bit easier to kind of communicate with and get a little bit out of and have a bit more fun with so that's been it's kind of been positive all around really um but yeah he would you know he whether he's kind of realized that if he wants to stay or even join another team at the club he probably will have to play in that position because there's just people in the pecking order above him for the more attacking positions or I don't know, maybe his dad's talked him around. I'm not, I don't know really. It's difficult to know, but he um, it seems pretty positive about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I obviously I don't know him, but I'm rooting for him. I really hope, uh, you know, it's great, isn't it? When when you hear those stories like the Andy Robertsons and yeah, the Jamie Vardy's, like we were it talking is. about, you know, who, who do buckle down and, and uh, you know, turn it around.
1: Yeah. And I've said, you know, I've said to, to, to Stew, my assistant and everything, I said, I said I'd love nothing more than him to really prove me wrong. And, you know, and if you watched us play, you wouldn't say, you probably couldn't tell which player is him. You know what I mean? If I said to you, which one have I just started playing in this position? You probably wouldn't be able to tell, I don't think, because he's, he's, done, he's done okay. So, um, yeah, we'll see how we go in the last two games. I mean, it seems a bit... I feel a bit bad sort of saying, you know I've, i' want to wait till I've seen all the other trial players, but I think that's probably the fairest thing that I can do to be honest so um so we'll have to see we'll have to see, and in terms of the other, the other guy leaving immediately, it's been actually quite it's been it's like a weight off my shoulders to be perfectly honest. Um,
0: but what, What I mean, there's the, there's the impact on yourself and, and I think it is relevant, isn't it? Because it, it wasn't, unfortunately for the lad, it wasn't just about the lad, it was about the parents as well, you know? Yeah. And ultimately, you know, you, you kind of have to balance everything, don't you? And that, that does yeah. come into it. No, so it
1: totally what
0: does. what's the impact been on the, on the other lads, the
1: ones who are left? Being, it's been really good and I think it, it was kind of like the elephant in the room because obviously he, you know, this lad didn't, he never passed the ball and it was spilling over into frustration with the other players. Obviously, you know, parents are watching, they know what's going on, they're not, they're not daft, they can see the same problems I can see. Um, and obviously there's other issues with players starting to make comments to him and him getting upset about that and you know, distancing himself from the group a little bit. So I think overall on every every aspect of it, it's been positive. It's been positive in terms of, you know, training's just good fun. Um, You know, I'm not having to try and think of ways to get him to pass the ball and it be a constant problem. You know, I'm not having difficult conversations with his dad about where I'm playing him and all this other stuff and... Yeah, it's kind of just been really good. I've got to be honest, it's really been... I mean, I didn't want... It's it's horrible, isn't it? Because I didn't necessarily want him to go now. But the fact he has gone, I wasn't upset about it. Um, And I was very honest. I said, look, if he stays, he's not going to play that much for the rest of the season because I want to play the players in these tougher games who are going to be here next year. So um, they've probably done me a favour by leaving now, to be honest. Um, And it's just been so much more easier for me and for the boys and I think for everybody watching and I think the performances are as good as they are because we haven't got that issue of Amy trying to play him in a position that I know he hates and he's not particularly good at it whether because whether he doesn't want to play there or whatever, I don't know but then, and then when he does play or he wants to play he's not passing the ball so it's been, um, it's been good all round really and, I think it, and it just sort of proves to me it was the right decision.
0: Yeah, and and that's good. I, I think what what it makes me question actually is is how do you know when is the when is the time? You know, when you've tried everything, or you feel like you've tried everything, mm. and you are actually just getting nowhere. You na- you are nailing Blamange to the ceiling, and you just think, you know, this, this is going nowhere. Yeah, it, it seems to be you know anti-coaching book to give up. <laughs> and just say, you know, that's I, I can't be doing with this anymore. It's not getting better. You know, someone else can go and coach you, or, or mm. whatever it is. You know, I. I just wonder, what point do you, you know, stop flogging a dead horse, or how do you recognise you're flogging a dead
1: horse? You know. Yeah, you're right. It's difficult, and I think what do you know what did it for me was. And we had the whole hoo-ha about, you know, the message I got from the parents and having to sit down with them and all this and, you know, saying how demotivated he was and, you know, how and they were sort of having a bit of a pop at me personally. And I was even after all that, I was kind of willing to, you know, keep him on. And I think what did it for me was literally the week later when um against, after I kind of, it was partly my fault, I went back against everything I said to his dad, and I put him, I gave him 10, 15 minutes in his favourite position, and it was just literally 15 minutes of, it was almost like a self-indulgent performance, where he didn't pass the ball once, wasted some great openings, and then of course that's when, one of my players made a comment to him about it, and he kind of stormed off, to his dad, and he, and it wasn't just that, it was the fact that he wouldn't tell me what the problem was, and I spent, you know the game's going on, and I'm spending two, three, four minutes talking to him, trying to get out of him what the problem was and he and he wouldn't tell me and that was the sort of tipping point I thought if we're you know if i'm not um if I'm a coach that you can't talk to, then there's not really anywhere for me to go with this. I think that was what made me decide this has got to stop because i even after everything, I was willing to carry on and give him another go but I thought if he, you know, if, if I'm not getting through to him and he doesn't feel comfortable talking to me about an issue, um, then I think it's kind of, you've reached the point of no return really. Um, and, you know, I've not got that with any of the other players. They they do speak to me. And I've always tried to have that, you know, open relationship with them. Um, you know, if there's any problems, they can come and talk to me, blah, blah, blah. And, and, even, and it's funny because even the, the quietest players in the team come and do it probably more than some of the others which is interesting but um he just he just couldn't do it so obviously I'm not the right coach for him and I think he possibly needs somebody else I don't know but that was that was what made me decide because I just thought I can't you know I can't do anything else with this I've tried everything and I have tried so many things in terms of the to deal with those issues with how he plays and everything else so it just becomes exhausting to be honest and yeah, you've, got enough, yeah. you've got, and it sounds like giving up, but it's not because I've I've put a lot of effort and time into trying to deal to develop him and all that sort of thing. And but then when you're getting all the constant stuff with the parents on top of it, you just think, you know, you don't kind of need it. Um, rightly or wrongly, that's kind of how I feel about it. And it's ta- it's taken me a lot to get to that point because I've not thrown in the towel easily. But and I wouldn't say it's throwing in the towel. I'm, in the end, I've done. I've seen the impact it's having on the team most of all. As well, and thought it 's not good for the team, so and that 's the most important thing, and it 's how the boys are developing and how the team are developing so
0: yeah just uh, I think again i 'd be interested if if listeners out there have an opinion on this and, and whether they 've had similar situations uh, i 'd be particularly interested if people have had a situation where you 're right on the brink. You know, and you think, you know what? I've just tried everything, and I cannot mm. get through. And then they do. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I I could see it's plausible that, that that can happen, but again, you know, we we don't have a sea of time. We don't have, uh, you know, we have an hour a week with these kids at training, and you know, about the same for the match. So yeah, you know, Absolutely. it's it. a short amount of time,
1: isn't it? It is. It absolutely is. And if you're, yeah, you're right. You get an hour, we well, get an hour and a quarter of training, then an hour, what hour for the match, half an hour before maybe. So you're talking two and a half hours a week. Um, and if, and you're putting so much effort and time into, you know, trying to think of things to do with this, with this player. And then you've got the parents to deal with on top of it. And you've got to set meetings with them and, You know, you're, it starts to just play on your mind because you're conscious that somebody's unhappy. And, you know, in my, in my case, you know, his like, his dad would always be at training always. You know, a lot of parents will drop the kids off and disappear. But his dad, his dad watches every single training session and he's not, you know, he's not a very communicative sort of person. And he just, I always just sort of felt he was there glowering at me during training and sort of watching me like a hawk. And it made me, I've got to be honest, it made me feel uncomfortable because, because of how I knew his son felt. Um, if that makes sense, it's kind of, it it just, just all sort of started stacking up. And I thought, you know, I don't, this is supposed to be fun, enjoyable. Yes, it's serious as well to a point, but I thought I don't need that. And then, you know, you throw in the, the constant lateness, which I've probably mentioned before, that just late to everything. I mean, with no apology, no, you know, missing the start of matches as well at times. No apologies. I mean, no, it's it's, it's very really, really, that. it is shocking, isn't it? And it's this is a regular weekly thing and we sort of joke about it. Oh, you know, so-and-so's not here, he's late again. Um, but it was literally every week, home games, you know, they've only got a five-minute drive, you know, and you're like, if you can't get here half an hour before a game, like I've asked, and you're getting here five minutes before, or even when the games kicked off, and you're not even saying, I'm sorry, I'm late. I find that absolutely astonishing. But, you know, so that was kind of when you add it all together, it's a no brainer, to be perfectly honest. Mm. I'm yeah, sure yeah. you wouldn't, I'm sure you wouldn't tolerate that either.
0: No, and I mean, I probably, it's I, I've just, probably
1: gone beyond the point of being reasonable quite a long time ago, but because of, you know, I've kept it going probably longer than I should have, and maybe not addressed certain things the way I should have. But you, you know, you live and learn.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. I mean, I, I guess I well, a couple of things that that I, again, coaching wise, I would say probably uh, you know, I came to this epiphany. I, I I don't think I came to it on my own, but I'd been thinking about you know coaching people and helping people through because we all do it in all walks of life actually isn't it it's not just on the football field you'll do it in work and whether that's just showing someone how to do one little thing that's that's kind of coaching isn't it yeah of course it is yeah Uh, and what I couldn't work out is that how can you approach things in almost exactly the same way with different people Mm. and get such massively different outcomes now and I don't. I guess I. I first thought, you know, you just require different amounts of patience for different people. But I think I, I came to an epiphany that, that you know some people aren't actually just very coachable. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, they may be, but again, you know, you don't have uh, you, you don't have the time to to try out three hundred and sixty five combinations, you know, to find <laughs> a winning one. So it's like, you know, if the if the winning formula is not in the repertoire of you know these five or six key ways you've got of approaching teaching the same thing, then um, maybe maybe that's where it comes into it. Maybe they would thrive with someone else because they've got a a different book that they're uh, you, you know or a different set of principles that they're
1: going off yeah you're possibly right, and it's one of those if you know if you have a few hours with them a week, you could probably maybe do a bit more of that one to one stuff but the, the time is so limited you've got to try and you know cram as much into that time as you can and it it just becomes too much trying to focus on one particular player um so yeah, you're right, I mean. I think that, I don't know. I think the problem, it's quite a deep rooted problem. I think it's not easy to shake him out of that. And I think, and I think the dad is part of the problem. So until the dad can sort of recognize the influence he's got over him, um, I think that's always going to be an issue to be perfectly honest from what I, what I see. So, you know, it it would be fascinating to see how he does. If we ever come up against him for another team or whatever, or see where he's at in a couple of years. Um, Cause you know, he's not the worst player, but it just becomes counterproductive what he's doing on the pitch. So, um, so yeah, good luck, good luck to him. I hope they find somewhere, and hope for and ho- I just hope that somebody can kind of get those bad habits out of him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like, like I said with the other lad, I'd, I'd be rooting for this little guy to, you know you can say about his dad having an influence over him at some point, you know, you, you become your own person and have to make your own choices. And that, mm. I think, you know, hopefully at some point the penny will drop.
1: Yeah. I hope so. Cause I don't, don't want to see anybody unhappy or having a bad time of it and feeling bad because I've decided not to keep them. It's cause you know, you, you do feel, you know, you do feel very responsible. It's kind of like, even at this level, you are like, Oh God, shaping their sort of future by saying I don't want them but you know ultimately you know we're going into competitive football next year and rightly or wrongly um we I want to keep progressing keep keep the team developing and we're doing really well and I just think there's not room for everybody unfortunately and it's a harsh world <laughs> it's brutal
0: well I again though I, I would just say you know does does Harry Kane lie awake at night thinking oh why did Arsenal let me go no, they, know, they, pro-
1: they probably do, though.
0: Yeah, I bet. I bet Arsene Wenger was. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's 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 life, isn't it? You know, you what get some happen? setbacks, and they actually turn out to be positive things. Yeah, but it's uh, all about absolutely, absolutely how you approach the next step. You know what? What is it? Um, it's not about getting knocked down. It's about how you get back up. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think Daredevil said that. He? Good <laughs> I, think, good lad. I, I think that's where I, I, I'm not sure where I got that in the memory archives. I, I think it was. That.
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, it says a lot to me that he's, we've had this discussion and he's kind of, you know, the other lad said, okay, fine. What, what can I do to improve? What about trying this? So it's, it's all that I've got a lot of admiration and respect for his dad for being so good about it and saying, look, I value your opinion. Um, and it is about opinion. I said that to him, so at the end of the day, it's my opinion and I'm not, you know, I'm not Pep Guardiola or Jürgen Klopp. This just, just, you know, I know a little bit about football. I know what I see on the pitch. I know what I see in training and that's just my opinion. Um, you know, somebody else might look at it and have a different opinion, but I can only do, you know, I've got to do what I can with my, you know, as the coach. Um, and that's just the decision I've come to. So, not everybody will, will agree, some will disagree, but um it is what it is what what will um, what will happen with the girls team for next year? will you get like trial players and maybe do the same thing or will it kind of be a given that you'll just keep them all together i think with the with the girls' team it's, it's slightly more, different isn 't it?
0: it is it, it 's a bit of a numbers game, so you know we 're just at a different stage you know so if we had enough players we'd spin up another team. Yeah. You know, it's just, you you don't have the volume of players coming in. Uh, there are teams in the league. Again, it's not quite as segregated, you know, so there aren't as many different divisions because you don't have as many players. So, you know, you do have some teams in the division that are just way better than anyone else, you know, mm. and win every game, like 14 to 20 nil or something. Yeah. Um, But, and and I think those teams, you know, they do try and pick up, you know, if they spot a decent player on one of the other teams, they're like, Mm. oh, do you want to come and play for us kind of thing. But um, no, so I I don't, I couldn't see us. We wouldn't have to go through, you know, we wouldn't let someone go. Right. Do Do you advertise for players and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, okay. all over. Um, I would say, you know, it's all over the Facebook, you know, just to make myself sound really old. But, um, <laughs> you know, so, so doing all the social media seems quite progressive, doesn't it? But yeah. I believe that no, none of the kids use Facebook. Apparently, that's an oldies uh, talk, yeah, now. I think, I, think, I think you're probably right there. <laughs> so I should do, we should do um, Snapchat selfies or something yeah. for advertised players or like yeah. little TikTok videos. Yeah. Maybe that'll get the uh, kids Yeah, maybe. In. So you don't not like, have a trial day or anything like that? No, basically. I mean, we, we've had um, through the season, actually, so if we've registered a, a couple more uh, in recent weeks, so mm-hmm. you know it's just like say, uh, and if we if we got to that luxurious sort of tipping point where we've got too many players, um, then we, we'd spin up a second team. So mm-hmm. it, it's exactly. just a very different sort of kettle of fish. But yeah. actually, I mean that that question, and I, and I do want to get onto one of the one of the emails that's been sent to us. But just to mention, so we, we had a decent game on Saturday and when I say decent game, it was one of my favorites, quite honestly. So, and I know we prioritize development, but kind of love it when, when we have a good uh,
1: result there as yeah, well. You've too. had some, you've had some bad results. It's We've nice had some talking. nice to get some good ones.
0: <laughs> well, we were, uh, we, we were playing a side who's beaten us uh, before. And, we were two 0 down at halftime. Very, very harsh. Uh, they scored uh scored the second one just before half time as well. So I mean we'd we'd hit the post multiple times, we'd had really good chances. You know when you have a really good chance, like someone's right through and then they're like surprised, it's like, where are the defenders? Don't worry about that, just just go through and score, you know? Um so it we were yeah. two nil down at halftime and then we brought it back um, we ended up winning four three, and then it, it was like nerves at the end because after you know had such a swing, I thought I don't want to draw this now. I just yeah. really want the win, you know. So yeah, no, it's really good, really good. But awesome. what, what I would say, I've I've put in a very positive light there. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> what I'll say is that there is a slight caveat to that. So it's supposed to be seven aside. They turned up with five players. No. <laughs> so we, no, we didn't play seven versus five. So so we started off. You know, it was five against five. But we basically had ten players, and it it was pretty. It was a pretty hot day. Yeah. So you know, halfway through the first half, it's like right, swap the whole team, <laughs> and then the whole <laughs> team swapped. So you know, we made the substitutions and and brought the second five on right and uh so i mean it it was positives and negatives because
1: was that a better
0: better five or was it just a mix no it it was a complete mix so it wasn't it wasn't like we didn't bring the ringers on you know wear them (laughs) down a bit and then bring the ringers on It, it was all mixed and um we we kept losing when we do that we'd lose um a bit of uh, cohesion. Yeah. I know, you know, and, I know that well. Yeah. And, and, and also, cause we haven't done five aside for so long and, you know, it, you just have to do it on the fly. So you, yeah. it's you haven't practiced this. Um, so we ended up, you know, we always seem to end up with two forwards, you know, just stood up up front. I'm like, yeah. you, you could only have one, you know, what do you get back? So, yeah. um, yeah, so so we did lose a bit, whereas because they had you know the, their consistent fives, they they had more team cohesion. But then you know uh, for the second half, one one other player had turned up, so it was six aside then. But we could we kept doing the same, you know we could we could swap the whole team. Uh, so we ended up, you know, both of our teams, if you like, played a half of a half you know, so in right. the first half and then same again in the second half. So, you know, what would it have been if it was, you know, we had equal subs and everything. I don't know. Like say, it's a positive because, you know, they had to play the whole game with no subs. Yeah. We had, not only did we have subs, we had a whole team, different team of subs. So we were, in theory, a bit fresher, um, but then, like I say, you, the negative side—we we lost a bit, you know, when uh, when the team completely changed around. So, yeah, but yeah, it, it happens, doesn't it? But I was still happy with the the. I don't think I can't recall when we've done that before, where we've been two 0 down and then completely turned it around to win. Brilliant!
1: Yeah, we've never done it, so it doesn't happen very often.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that was good fun. Brilliant. I guess that that really highlights kind of some of the problems. I don't know if you have this in the boys' game at all, where, you know, I mean, like I say, it's supposed to be seven aside plus subs. So you're looking at 10 is a good number. And yeah. then at, at each weekend, you know, some such and such a buddy, buddy's on a sleepover or, you know, they've got <laughs> a birthday party and you're kind of like, grit your teeth and you're like well okay you know but
1: <laughs> yeah I've just I've just literally read a message saying one of my players isn't coming on Sunday so because they're away you're like oh,
0: yeah, okay. yeah. <sighs> yeah but um but yeah obviously the other team are, are- had had it a lot harder, so yeah. So yeah, it's a long-winded way to say. You know, I don't think I don't know of any other teams. Probably, like say, those top teams in the girls' division probably will have trials, and the ones who aren't so good uh, won't get in. And you know, the ones who are who, who are already in the team but are down the bottom somewhere are yeah. at risk when the trials come along of, of being replaced. Yeah. Good. Well, yeah. So, uh, just back to our theory of, of uh, you know, when is when is the right time to to really make the decision? You know, to say enough's enough. And funnily enough, we did have an email in, didn't we, from one of our listeners who, you know, we won't name. Yep. So we have discussed uh, this particular situation. I can't honestly remember which episode it was. Um, but basically, it, it sounded like the coach was a bit of a David Brent character. Yeah. So his uh, his son was playing in goals, but when the the scouts had come down, then and stick his son up front, and yeah, you know, it was just, it's just brilliant. Isn't it? I, I thought he was quite. Yeah, I thought he was uh, funny, but I think I'd have to go back and listen, which uh, I'm not going to no, do, did. to be honest. <laughs> no, but I, no. I think we did, we'd we did said, we discuss it. We did. Yeah, we did I think we said though you know there's got to be a point where you just say no this is ridiculous you know and if you feel strongly enough about it then then move your son or daughter to another another team yeah. and it sounds like um it sounds like that's happened so you know the lads have had a a little bit yeah. of uh, words and then it sounds like the coaches basically you know text this dad you know saying he's called his lad a, a rubbish footballer
1: Mm. Well, I mean, what can you say? It's just a load of, It's ridiculous, isn't it? Absolutely ridiculous. Um, it's all. It's all about the individual. It's not about the team or anything like that, is it? It's just all about the glory of that particular lad. I mean, that whole that whole playing him up front when the scout comes along, I just think is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. To be quite honest, I mean, I can imagine if I did that, I'll rock, I'll rock up. Oh said so to my keeper, well, actually, I'm going to play you up front today. You've never done it before. But, I mean, I don't get it, really. But, you know, I think it's the right decision to leave, though. And I, I would do the same thing, no doubt about it. Absolutely no doubt about it. It just makes a mockery of it all, really.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I
1: think it's totally the right decision. And um, I'm Can sure it's like giving you I think he I think he said as well we used to give his player man of the match and stuff as well all the time yeah. <laughs> I mean I mean how, how demotivating is that for everybody involved it's just, I mean, should it shouldn't even be. I mean I don't, I, I don't know I, I don't know if the girls do man of the match we don't I don't do a man of the match or anything like that but so we we
0: let the we let the girls choose so yeah, what, that's good what do. we what we try and do is is um we we ask the other team first, but we we ask the other players to pick our man of the match, and okay. then you know if 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 they want us to do it for them, we we do it for them as well. That's quite I quite like that. I think. That's quite good. Yeah, yeah.
1: I I quite like it. Problem is in our game. If you've if the other team's lost, they've generally got the ump. So it's not really. Oh, by the way, guys, who do you think was our best? <laughs> it's always like rubbing it in, isn't it? Well, well is yeah. <laughs> I, I think if if my has got asked that, if after we'd lost the game, they'd just be seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, quite. That's quite, quite, quite good. But yeah, I don't do man that much, but yeah, I mean, oh, come on. Yeah, I'm going to give it to my lad. Really? Um. It's like because when we do our end of season awards, um, we have a parents player of the year, uh, my player of the year and the players player of the year. And I'm not allowed to give it to like my lad, which I think is correct. I don't think you should be allowed to, Um, even though he may well have been the best player. Um, the rules are that yeah, you can't give it to your own son, which I think I think is mm-hmm. fair enough. I just think cause of, I just think that's because of the cause of the message it sends out, doesn't it? Um, it just so.
0: is, and it's not even if. Unfortunately, even if your son is the best player at the club, it just opens yourself mm-hmm. up, doesn't it? It's, it's perception yeah, makes it reality. Absolutely. So I, I, th- I think it's a good yeah. rule to have.
1: Yeah, no, it is. So um, yeah, bit, yeah, big. Be good to hear from the uh, that listener again about how his lad gets on at the new uh, whichever club they go to or wherever they go next, and if he enjoys his football more and if he's happier because it sounds like he probably will be. Um, and then maybe more people will follow suit because there might be an exodus because well, I, I, I certainly wouldn't want to play for a coach like that who's no. uh, all about the best interests of his lad above everybody else, which is crazy. <laughs>
0: Can't have a positive impact on the lad, I wouldn't have thought, though.
1: Well, yeah, well, pro- yeah, because you'd think there'd be some fallback on him, wouldn't you, from everybody else? Because people would probably stop passing to him and maybe get, well, I suppose, well, would they? Because then they'd probably get dropped by the coach for not passing to him. You just don't know. Do you? <laughs> it just opens up this whole different. It just, it could go in all angles, can't it? I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's just crazy, doesn't it? Like, yeah, you're
0: right. It's. Yeah, I guess I'm thinking, you know, at some point he's going to be coached by someone else. You know, Mm. if he continues to play, and he's not going to get man of the match every other week, and he's probably automatically going to think, oh, my form's dipped. You know, I I used to be really good, and now I'm rubbish. You know, yeah, or I I don't know. It's just I I don't see what positive that brings. I, I, you know, um, deluded, deluded parents, isn't it? Unfortunately. Yeah, just misplaced values. I think. Yeah, just and completely in it for the wrong wrong reasons. You know, I, th- I, th- I think if you're going to do a solo sport, play tennis or something, play golf. Yeah, um,
1: that's interesting because I've got. I was speaking to a friend of mine yesterday who's got a team, and he's letting one player go, um, just one, um, and he's basically letting him go because of the one of the parents. Not because he doesn't think the player is good enough, but he's had so many issues with the parent that that's the reason he's letting him go, which is a real shame because he's a you know really good lad. But the parents are just having a massive detrimental impact not only on his confidence but also arguing with other parents from the you know from their own team, not from the opposition. Um, just a real nightmare scenario. So he just said, "I've had enough," and they're they're out. Uh, um, he, and he said, "I'm going to tell them directly why, you know, to their face why I'm letting them go in you know, the hope it might make a make them have a look at themselves." But I mean, this you know talking about parents of like a nine year old kid, which is pretty shocking to be honest. But what can oh, you do yeah,
0: The parents?
1: Yeah, from their own team. You know, their own, that's, I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty. You know, you'd automatically think, "Oh yeah, the opposition," but no, no. In, you know, own their own parents, which is that's pretty bad, isn't it? It's not good, is it? No. So, um, he just said to him, "Well, I don't blame me. I'd probably do the same thing, to be honest."
0: Yeah, I think I think I would. Like I say, it's it's the whole package, isn't it? It's not it's not just about the player. Unfortunately, you know, it's not just about that mm. young little person. You know, the parents. It's the whole package.
1: Yeah, because he said, you know, ability-wise, he's good enough but he said just seeing his confidence just completely shot to pieces um and it's a, you know this is a training and matches it's not just at matches it's at training well it's just you know coaching from the sidelines and not coaching in a positive way we I mean, shouldn't be coaching anyway let alone positive or negative but yeah it's all negative stuff and it's just sort of a completely destroying his confidence it's just a real real shame at that age it's pretty awful so yeah yeah, it's it's another one with misplaced values by the sounds of it. I think so. Yeah. Um, I mean, he said he was warned about them before the season started, but he kind of went ahead anyway and thought, "Oh, right, it can't be that bad." And you know, I'm sure I can. <laughs> you know, and it's turned out to be a bit of a nightmare. So, yeah, it's it's another data point,
0: isn't it? You know, uh, yeah, it's, it'll be fine. We'll just carry on. And yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, lesson learned. And I think he won't be doing that again. So be interested. I'll have to catch up with him tomorrow when I see him, just find out how it went. Cause he's going to do it tonight. So it'd be interested to see how that went. Cause he was going to do it face to face. So they well, <laughs> sound a bit
0: guy. volatile. So I, I'd be yeah. interested how that goes.
1: Yeah, no, no, absolutely. So I'm going to, I'll, uh, I'll update you next time we do one of these. So cool. Yeah. All right then. So we've we got, have we got anything else. Um, don't think so that's that's probably it I think
0: um, I think that can do us for tonight yeah season's coming to a close so yeah just got uh, a few games because we've got Easter coming up haven't we so uh,
1: yeah we've uh, got, we got a game Sunday then we haven't got a game till 28th of April and that's our last one so we have like a three week gap then we've got one more game which is a bit weird but um, yeah that's us done then it's a bit annoying. So we're the same, and then but you, then you get into tournament season, don't you? So yeah, we're in three of those at the moment. And then we'll have we'll probably have quite a few friendlies over the summer just to keep us ticking over. Um, and yeah, hopefully all being well, have a couple of new players maybe in the next month or so. So we'll see how that goes. Good stuff. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, now Ben, if someone wanted to get in contact with us, how would they get in contact with us?
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. <laughs> you, we have two different mediums, so you can go to the Twitter page at G roots coach Um, all of, all of our contents on there. Um, the link to the podcast is on there. So yeah, check that out. Or you can drop us an email at grassroots at gmail dot com. So yeah, get in touch. If you, any of this, these shenanigans resonate with you with, uh, difficult parents releasing players very especially interested in the releasing players bit and how people go about it and any fallout that's come from it because it's um, a bit of a hot topic as you can as you can hear so yeah get in touch and drop us a line excellent excellent all
0: right well thanks a lot Ben
1: my pleasure same to you I'll catch you next week cheers mate